Welcome to Gaming Dad 101, the show where gamers became dads and now we're looking for cheat codes. Welcome to episode 35 for the week of June the 20th, 2018. As usual, I am your host, Chris, and joining me today is Brian! I mean, I'm joining us every day. I know, but for some reason, that's how I do the intro, so it's like... Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, I, hi, guys. We, you didn't here. like the, the Hawaiian Again. comment, so like... <laughs> I didn't know what to say, so I'm sorry. Anyway... Ryan, before we continue, remember Gaming Dad 101 goes live each and every Wednesday on podcast services around the world. Make sure to subscribe to get all the episodes as soon as they are posted. And while you're there, please drop us a rating is because it helps the show. I know we say it every episode, but that's because I want to make sure that everybody out there gets it. The more ratings we get, the more listeners we get as well. The real reason is that we just like seeing all the stars that, on our thing. I'm not going to lie. That is another one. <laughs> Five stars, yeah. So far, we're five One star, star rated podcast. Uh, pod, uh, podcast, a five star rated podcast. There you go. That from people that apparently can't speak. <laughs> anyway, so it's the week after E three. Everybody's still in the hype. All of these games have been dropped. We have news to drop too, Brian. Yeah, there's there's things happening. There's things happening. So. As most of you know, we have one of the world's most reoccurring guests come on this show, and I am happy to announce that he is officially part of Geek and Cast. So if everybody would please welcome, officially yeah. to Geek and Cast, Ricky, yeah. the Picky Gamer Dad. Yeah! yeah. Thank you, thank you, guys. Honestly, uh, all I want to say is I, I want to thank you and Brian, you know, for giving me this opportunity. Um, it's pretty awesome. It really does mean a lot to me. Uh, so thank you guys for, for the invite. Now we have to come up with a drinking game for your part of the show. That is hilarious because he had a comment like that too. And he was like, man, <laughs> I do something often and they're going to catch it. I'm like, it's okay, Ricky. They'll add it to the game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's the best part. Yeah. I know. Right. Yeah. I feel honored about it. So, okay. Yeah. So he's going to be officially joining gaming dad one-on-one and geek. And as a whole, he's going to be the third, the third chair on the show. So he should be here from now on, which is awesome. Cause we get but a fresh perspective, wheel. but not the third wheel. So we get a fresh perspective. We get, somebody that is going to help us along the way so basically more good things to come brian has been working really hard on getting information up for our patreon because we are coming up with a patreon soon um hopefully we'll get that within the next couple of months so keep an eye out for that but it's all good news from here people so before we get started how is everybody doing brian how's your week been going how are the kids treating you you were telling us that you've barely been sleeping lately yeah, Killian wakes up in the middle of the night. Like, he only does it one time, but he doesn't want to go to sleep afterwards. Yeah. So I have to sit with him for, like, half an hour. And by then, I'm like, well, now I have to go through the whole process of trying to fall asleep again. Instead of just, like, laying down and passing back out. Uh, so man. that's fun. Other than that, no, the kids, the kids are good. You know, we've been – I'm making it a personal mission to uh, go walk with him somewhere every day this week. See if I can do it first off, because uh, I've gained a little more muffin top than I'd like to have. So <laughs> gonna work on that a little bit. That is awesome because now it's official. The three of us are on diets. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know about a diet. I mean, I'm trying to change our diet, but I wouldn't call it diet eating. Oh. I just ate three cookies before we started recording. So. 
<laughs> so much for that. Let's not talk too much about food because I keep feeling bad for Ricky. So, Ricky, how was your week been? Well, since I keep mentioning about food, uh, <laughs> apparently I'm actually doing a hardcore diet, as Chris says. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm actually sticking to only 500 calories uh, Damn, son. a day, period. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's actually been going pretty good. Uh, I'm on day 19th of the program, and I've already lost 16.4 pounds, so yeah. got 21 more days to go. But with that, I mean, I'm feeling good, feeling healthy. I'm actually – I'm noticing because I'm not taking in as much junk into my system. My system is not producing as much junk either, so I'm not getting as much earwax and things like that that I've noticed. Like, it's kind of random, but – I actually feel good, you know, you're, getting you're the still chance. Uh, at times, yes. I'm still got a healthy poop. <laughs> oh, now, if I can just have a uh, uh, Chris stop uh, interrupting me in my moments, I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> so, as most of you know, we work together on our you know nine to five job, and um, yeah, the other day I just went to the bathroom. I went to go into a stall. It was locked. I moved on. Didn't care. Went to pee. Washed my hands. Left. I come back out, and Ricky's like, "Will you stop interrupting me when I'm pooping?" <laughs> I'm just like, "Dude, I, I what? What's going on?" <laughs> yeah, I know for real, man. So, has anybody been playing any games? Because I've been playing a game that it's about time I start playing it. I know Ricky was playing it, but Brian, have you played anything? Uh well, I've been realizing that Fallout. Shelter on the Switch is fucking awesome. Because <laughs> now, now that I have the Switch, I can literally just be like, mess around with it for a few minutes and put it down if I don't have time to like pick up from Monster Hunter. Yeah. So I'll like mess with it for a little bit, then go do some chores or something, and then go play Monster Hunter if I got time or take care of the kids, you know, whichever comes first. If they're napping, then of course it's Monster Hunter. But. <laughs> It's it, like Bethesda definitely is the rock star of of produ- production companies right now because they put out good products all over the place. No oh, man, basically, on that, Ricky, what what have we been playing? You you start with yours because mine. I'm angry. <laughs> well, I've actually been playing. Uh, I went back to playing Fallout Four. I never actually finished it. Um, but after watching E3 and all that stuff, uh, knowing about the new Fallout game coming out, and then actually after finding out that I can now do mods directly from my PS4 into Fallout 4, I got really addicted back to uh, Fallout. Um, just because I was struggling through the levels and things like that, I kept getting killed, so I kind of just like, yeah, I'm done. Uh, but now that... Uh, that I found uh, all this mods and everything. I think I went in like within two hours. I went from level seventeen to like level seventy five. Cheater. <laughs> hey, it, but it actually makes the game that much fun. I'm not really worried about the story or completing it and receiving all the achievements or anything. I just want to play and have fun. And right now, that's what I'm getting from Fallout. Even though it's probably not one of the best Fallout games. But I'm truly enjoying it at this time. Yeah, see, I started playing Fallout 4 as well because of the hype of Fallout 76 and because Ricky was telling me about the mods and how much fun he was having. And I was like, sweet, you know what? I'm going to buy it. Well, go and behold, a friend of mine had it and I just borrowed it from him so I didn't have to buy it. 
But I put in the game. I get all my mods situated. I start the game. This is exciting. I'm all sweet. All right. Let's go do the first quest. I get to the first quest. Everything crashed. Apparently, I didn't kill everybody, even though there was nobody left to kill. And the game would not let me progress. So now I have to restart from the very beginning, and I'm kind of pissed about it. No, I will say, when I when I first loaded, because I already had been playing Fallout 4, and I obviously I already had a um, my campaign pretty much uh, uh, well along. Um, when I updated the, the mods, or when I added the mods to the game, uh, the first time that I actually came out um, out of the cheat room, because that's one of the mods, um, my game actually crashed. But I reloaded it again, and ever since then, I haven't had any issues at all. Yeah, see, mine, I tried restarting it, I tried reloading it, I tried loading one of the original ones, and I think what happened is, I think I just got a bad mod, and I think that that's what the problem was, it kind of just ruined everything, so unfortunately, that was not, that was not an option for me, so no matter what, I'm gonna have to restart, which is freaking terrible, and I'm super upset about it, but at the very least, it'll be something very fun to do, so... We'll, we'll see what ends up happening and coming from that. So, You're right. just hoping the next set of uh, Bethesda games is relatively uh, bug-free. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. You also got to take into consideration the reason Bethesda gets away with so much is only because they have so much in their games. You know what I mean? When you have a game that big, it's bound for something to go wrong, and it's bound for it to crash. So... I kind of feel that that's the way, the reason why people give it as much leeway as they do is because of that. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I don't know. We will see. But I think the the way that things are going and the considering how we're nearing the end of this console cycle, I have a feeling that we're going to be way better prepared for the next cycle because realistically, graphic graphic fidelity-wise, they're pretty spot on. You know what I mean? Sure, some things could be better here and there, but again, with a game as big as it is, the graphics are beautiful. You know? So it's also what three years old now. Exactly. That that's another thing. It's a pretty old game, so we'll we'll see how it handles. Um, before we get into the news for this week, I want to give a shout out to two members of the community. Um, I was going to last week, and I apologize, guys. Unfortunately. With everything with E3, um, I somehow deleted the note off of the docket that we use for the show, and and I forgot to mention it, but I remembered, so I put it back on here. So I want to give a special shout out both to you know star community member John Sinta, uh, and the other gentleman that I would like to thank is Joshua Agney. He's listed as Joshua Knucklehead Agney. Essentially, um, and Joshua, I apologize if I mispronounce your last name. Um, I would like to thank both of you, because now, if you're an Xbox player or a PlayStation player, Gaming Dad 101 is officially on both platforms as a, as, as a group of communities for the Xbox, Brian. It's a club. It's a club. So, 
were on as a club on Xbox, were as a were listed as a community on PS4. So if you want to join either one of those, I believe all you got to do is search Gaming Dad 101, and you should be able to find those. If not, go ahead and get in touch with John Senta over at our Facebook group at facebook.com backslash Gaming Dad 101, or get a hold of Joshua and let them know, hey, uh, I would like to join these. Can you please send me an invite? We do have a listing on the page. Um, for the invites that I'm actually bumping up right now, bumping up because of recording, <laughs> I'm bumping it up right now, um, so that, you know, if you guys want to join, that should be toward the top go ahead and send them a message. They'll send you an invite and we can go from there. But thank you so much, guys. You guys, I'm amazed by the group of listeners that we have and how much they they're willing to do and how much they're willing to help. And all the advice and how much they the group has grown and it keeps growing and more people are starting to come and you're starting we're starting to see like a pickup in action and people posting pictures and memes and jokes some people are posting reviews of games that they've uh, played recently or games that they played in a while so it's great thank you much so much for everybody and we hope that you guys keep doing it for as long as you can bonus on Xbox, Destiny and Monster Hunter World both have Gaming Dad 101 clans as well. Also, oh, yeah? thanks to John for that. Oh, hell. Uh, well, the I was Monster not aware Hunter of that. one was me, but... <laughs> <laughs> I was not aware of that, so once again, another reason. So thank you guys for everything. So go join those groups, those clubs, those raids, everything. Join everything. Put us everywhere, guys. So with that, we're going to go ahead and move to the news. Now, after E3, a lot of the news is kind of clarifying things for me three um there are some new things there are some exciting news so we'll we'll go we're going to start off with one of the easier ones one of the things revealed at e3 that we were super excited about with the smash brothers game uh the new smash brothers for the switch with every character every stage every everything that has ever been released but that's not all they're actually releasing a gamecube controller that is special to this Smash Brothers Ultimate that's going to have the Smash Brothers logo on it, when that's going to be $29.99. And they're also going to release a GameCube adapter for those of us who never got rid of their GameCube controllers because of Smash Brothers, so that we can use our controls for the Switch as well. I... I don't know if I would necessarily recommend buying the one with the logo on it. I think it's kind of pointless because all it is is the logo and everything else is exactly the same. But the rest of it, I think, looks pretty awesome. What do you guys think? Have you guys had a chance to look at it, Brian? I mean, if you don't have a GameCube controller, it's a good option. Plus, like, come on, it's got the Smash Brothers logo on it. That's what you use it for. Got to represent, Chris. Got to represent. But you, the thing is, is that I, I would think it'd be better if the logo lit up. Or if it was like a button that you could press for a special or something. You know what I mean? I mean, like, they're not Microsoft, so you, you're not going to get <laughs> Oh, you're talking about the Duke controller? The Duke, man. That thing is sexy. Man, with a little... Oh, oh yeah. Okay, anyway, move on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's more than just a logo, though. It actually it's an uh, Amiibo reader. It has an Amiibo reader on the logo as well. Oh, okay. So that makes a little more sense. See now I want why it's worth more than the uh, regular GameCube controller if you were to buy it from like you know G Stop or something. Yeah, or you can probably find them online for relatively cheap. Although anybody who's selling them probably is going to raise up the price now that they know about Smash Brothers. But at the same time, I think that's a that's a pretty neat solution. So 
I'm curious to see how Smash Brothers is going to play with the new Joy-Cons. I don't know how it's going to do with the GameCube controllers, but it is pretty interesting. Nah. <laughs> I mean... I'd uh, rather just use a Joy-Con. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because I never really liked the GameCube controller to begin with, so I don't know why people like it for Smash Brothers. Now, are you thinking of the right controller? Because I know you're not a fan of the 64 controller. No, 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 no. The GameCube controller I didn't like either. It's when they finally got to the Wii that I was like, okay, this makes sense. But, like, the ten- I think, like, the for me, the 64 and the GameCube controllers were really experimental designs trying to figure out what works best for gamers. So I didn't really like either of them. That's yeah, and I already... And I already have an adapter, so I can play with both my X one, uh, my Xbox One controller, and my PS Four controller. And I oh, think those are right. going to have. Uh, I think those are going to actually have more of a precise button pressing than probably this other two controllers. So interesting. All right. There's a thought. I'm probably going to end up doing that too. I might try to get this uh, Forza Elite controllers. <laughs> and have that set up for everything. Not bad. I mean, I don't know. I go back and forth because GameCube is kind of what defines Smash Brothers as the game that it is today to some extent. And I think it's just back when it came out, we played it, we got used to it, and now we're too old and bitter to change. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that's part of the issue. Um but yeah, like I, I love the GameCube controller. I did not like the 64, but I dealt with it. I love the GameCube controller because it felt a lot more comfortable. It was a lot more ergonomical. And I hated the Wii controller. And let's not even talk about the Wii U one. But I love the Joy-Con. I actually am very comfortable with the Joy-Con, both in handheld mode, separate, like having one in each hand, and also within the, the dock itself, the controller dock. So I've never really had any issues with those. But that is, I don't know, I would really like, I want to test it, I don't know. At the very least, though, I'm prepared, I have four GameCube controllers, so I'm fine. I just need the adapter and I'll be cool. So, moving on from Smash Brothers, um, Brian, what is missing from Pokemon Go? Um, well, a lot of things. <laughs> like, but I know where you're going with this. Alright, so what is the most important thing Pokemon Go has been missing for core Pokemon fans? Battling. Yes. What else? This is what I know where you're going. Um, EV systems. IV systems. <clears throat> Competitive play. You know, Brian, for someone who knows where I'm going, you really are making me beat around the bush. <laughs> Fine, I'll say what you want me to say. Trading. <laughs> Trading, that's right. Finally. <laughs> the feature is being added this very week where we're actually going to be able to trade Pokemon based on a friendship system. Um, apparently, you're going to have tiers of friends, good, great, ultra, and best. And you're going to need to share a trainer code, which that I'm dreading. The trainer code I'm dreading because if it's anything like the friend code that they have for the Switch, man, I, I don't even want to do it. I just have a question. Why did they put Ultra before Best? 
because no one calls their best friend their ultra friend. They just call them their best friend. Do you call anybody your ultra friend? Who, me? Any of you. Eh, maybe. Depends. No. Scenarios. <laughs> Hi, guys. This is Brian. He's my ultra friend. <laughs> yeah. He gets me ultra excited. He but he's not ultra- my best friend. He's my ultra friend. No, he's not my best yeah. friend. He's not my... <laughs> He's not my best See, friend. I, He's not my good friend. He's not a great friend. He's just ultra. <laughs> See, I can see that being more of a, a younger uh, crowd, more kids. Basically, oh, my God. He's my ultra friend. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, unless we're talking about plus ultra, and then it gets all kinds of crazy. I don't know. But, I mean. Come on. Come on, anime fans. Come on. One of you has to watch it. <laughs> Hate both of you. <laughs> Which one no, Bo- Boku no Hero Academy. How dare you? Yeah, I don't. I've, I've never it. heard it, dude. You have to. Wa- we'll talk later. <laughs> you know what? Actually, since you're bringing up random references, you should at some point when we're off the air ask Ricky about Fairy Tale Land. Hey, hey, Ricky, <laughs> Fairy Tale Land, go. <laughs> Fairy Tale Land is a comic book. Uh, they finished after ten arcs or after ten uh, printings. They started a second arc, and the new title is "Fuck Fairyland." Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it's they pretty hilarious, actually. It's so, anyways, training with Pokemon Go. So, training with Let's Pokemon Go. go you need a trainer code <laughs> so that you guys can be friends, depending on what level of friendship. I'm assuming is going to determine which Pokemon you can trade or what their levels are or something along those sorts. And the only catch is that you have to be within 100 meters of whoever you're trading with. I don't necessarily like that because, once again, they're putting limitations on how you play it. (laughs) We can't trade Pikachus. (laughs) We're a little further than 100 meters away. (laughs) I know. But and, and that's the part I don't like. I should be able to trade with you, for example. You and I are best friends. You and I talk all the time. You and I play Pokemon Go. Why can't I send you my Pokemon and you send me yours? I mean, I'm trying to encourage other trainers to meet other local trainers, I guess, would be my train of thought with that. And that's wonderful, but then why don't you just do something special for people that are actually meeting? So, for example, like the way that I would think of would be nice, you're within 100 meters, okay, you get the Pokemon plus extra something you know what i mean like maybe a little extra dust or maybe the transaction costs less because that's the other thing first of all you're going to need to be a level 10 before you're even allowed to trade and every transaction is going to cost you in-game resources whether it's dust whether it's candy whether it's whatever i'm not too sure about that yet and it might vary from pokemon to pokemon but maybe if you're within 100 meters, you spend less, or maybe you don't spend it at all. And then maybe I can trade Pokemon with you in Hawaii, and it'll be a little more expensive, but still accessible. You know what I mean? And that's kind of why I was hoping this would solve the problem of me not being able to get one of the exclusive Pokemon, like Mr. Mime, when Mr. Mime was located in France only. You know what I mean? That's the kind of stuff that I was hoping to get past with trading but we have another wall and that's part of why i feel this game is broken is that we are just not able to play it unless you meet these criteria exactly and that's kind of what kind of put a bummer on the game and why it stopped playing it in the first place i don't know man it's 
it's a step in the right direction for me. Uh, they're making an effort. Niantic is learning from their mistakes. That I will give them credit on. They are learning from their mistakes, it seems. So hopefully it, it's something that keeps improving, I guess, especially with Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu, which I know I'm picking up. I'm pretty sure one of you is at least picking it up, or both of you are picking it up. Oh, I got to reserve that. Thanks for reminding me. No, oh, nice. <laughs> which one are you reserving? Dude, fuck Pikachu. I mean, forget <laughs> Pikachu. So apparently I'm going to have to rate this episode explicit just because. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a must-have for any uh, Nintendo console or any system is to at least have a Pokemon game. So. I don't know. I know that I pre-ordered both, Pikachu and Eevee. Pikachu for my son, AJ, and Eevee for me, because I prefer Eevee. So, we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. So, moving on to the next article. This one is a bit lengthy and has a lot for me to read, so bear with me. This is between across two articles that we're reading, both from USA Today and PC Gamer as well. Where a couple of months back, Brian and I discussed how video games were being looked at as a mental health issue and as a potential addictive type of ordeal, and they were debating what they were going to classify it as. Well, according to the article, the World Health Organization, also known as WHO, on Monday classified gaming disorder as a diagnosable condition, giving mental health professionals a basis for setting up treatment and identifying risk for the addictive behavior. But it stands contested by some medical health professionals, quote, there was a fairly widespread concern that this is a diagnosis that doesn't really have a very solid research foundation, said Christopher Ferguson, a psychologist and media researcher at Stetson University of Dillon, Florida. Monday, the American Psychiatric Association held to its earlier position that there was not sufficient evidence to consider gaming addiction as a unique mental disorder. So did the Society for Media Psychologically the Society for Media Psychology and Technology, which is a division of the American Psychological Association, which is a parent oh my god, Jesus Christ, that just got a lot of big ass words. I know, right? That's what I'm saying. (laughs) And now here's the kicker. Not only are researchers pushing back, but the game, not just not not just the video game media, the whole video game um, industry. That's the word I was looking for. That ran away from me. Um, is pushing back. So, listed under disorders due to addictive behaviors, gaming disorder is defined as a pattern of gaming behavior, digital gaming or video gaming, characterized by impaired control over gaming, increased priority given to gaming over other activities to the extent that gaming takes precedence over interests and daily activities and continuation or escalation of gaming despite the occurrence of negative consequences. So essentially, everybody's pushing back. Who keeps pushing forward? There was an update earlier this morning on Tuesday the 19th where the who is kind of now backstepping in terms of, hey, hey, we said that it is, but this isn't our definitive answer. What do you guys think? Because this is kind of ridiculous. They're going to get a lot of backlash for this continuing forward. Because reading the article, they're saying that it's going to be... Uh, they're due for... This This is like a proposal, basically. And it goes to be finalized next year. 
So over the course of the year, they're going to be having lawyers and all kinds of stuff because the gaming industry is not going to let that fly. Like that's – do you know how damaging that would be to their to the gaming industry as a whole if that actually came out? Uh, when it comes to it, I mean I can, I can kind of see both sides. I mean not really more of the actual gamings or video games actually being the addictions – but, for example, you have video games that are very similar to basically poker, and they do have monetizations to them where basically any person that is prone to be an addict to a game can basically fall into those additional uh, trends. Basically, they just want to spend money because they love playing a poker game that's online. But overall gaming as of today they're basically basing it off the popularity of the game Fortnite. i mean you have lots of kids that are currently playing that game and yes it's a popular game but it doesn't mean because you're playing it to become good at it and to actually make something out of it because a lot of people are stream those games a lot of people try to become pro players it doesn't really mean that you're addicted to it. You're just trying to get better at something. Um, for me, I mean, for example, I I don't when I do play games. Yes, I can go a whole entire day playing games. I mean, my wife has said it before. So like, oh my god, why are you in there all day playing video games? I mean, as soon as the article came out, when my wife actually read it, she actually started looking at me. It's like, mm-hmm, see, see. <laughs> <laughs> But honestly, to me, it's more of something that distracts me, something that just it's something that I, I, I don't have to think about any kind of daily issues that I have to current, you know, deal with on a daily basis. I don't have to think about work. I don't have to think about bills. I just want to, you know, not even focus, just distract myself is really what I'm trying to say is to me, that's a form of distraction, de-stress and just have fun. But, yeah, like you guys said, if this actually does happen, I mean, I think I read on the article, they're only saying, what, there's 2 billion players, and they're only considering, like, a point zero zero three percent of the community may have some sort of gaming disability. But I, I don't know, man. I mean, we just have to see more facts, more statistics um, around this to even say... Uh, if this is something that's actually legitimate or not. And I think that's part of the issue, and, and you touched, you hit the nail on the head there, is that the sample size that they keep using for these definitive answers, it's never the same. It's never, and it's also never enough. Considering the number of players, if you're testing less than 1%, you're not even getting a valuable reading. Like, at the very least, you should be testing a full percentage of players, so then that way you get a more viable number in terms of a general populace. But at the same time, like, I mean, look at look at the cases. How many cases can actually even be linked to video games? You know what I mean? Like, there's just, from the research that is already out there to where we're kind of headed, the jump is so big with absolutely zero basis for anything other than political parties and, you know, misguided parents and things of that nature trying to push that agenda. But there's realistically, there hasn't ever been anything to be like, oh, damn, we really should look at these video games. You know what I mean? And it's just one of those buzzwords that pick up and then the general populace gets it. And 
it kind of just flows out of you know proportion essentially. I do think the media has a lot to do with it because the media has been freaking villainizing video games for years. So uh, why not push to get it to even more, you know, so they have more negative crap to put up on the TV. Well, I mean, when you think about it and I'm, we're not going to get into a political discussion because we're not a political show, but the political climate is such that everybody's pointed fingers at everybody, regardless of what party or thing you believe in. Everybody's constantly pointing fingers. And unfortunately for us as gamers, video games are just the easy thing to point to to complain about. You know what I mean? It's the one that it's still new enough that the old people are going to get mad at. It's still unresearched enough that people will easily buy anything. And video games are now are just now hitting the mass populace where People who never played games now are starting to get into games, and it's starting to become more normal. I think that once that happens within, I don't know, maybe the next 10, 20 years, I think video games will be fine. But it is very concerning for the time that we're on now in terms of, are we going to even be... Like, are our kids going to be able to pass down video games to their children? You know what I mean? Yep. So, something to think about. You know what? Again, as with every episode, join us on the Facebook group. On the post for this episode going live, go ahead and give us your opinions about it. I would really like to hear more thoughts about what you know, what you think, whether this is good, whether this is bad, whether you agree, whether you disagree. Let us know what you think, and we'll we'll keep up to date with this because it's something that is going to be affecting all of us going forward. So. My big concern and what I pray for is for the government to stay the hell out of my video games. And as long as that happens, we should be okay. Now, the last bit of news is something that may be bittersweet from some people. Um, as reported on Gizmodo, Bloomberg noted that shares in GameStop as much as 13% have gone up to 15%. And it seems that GameStop is looking to sell. So, right now, there are two companies out for bid to try and get this, to purchase this uh, store, because I don't know what else I was going to call it, but... Company. Thank you. That's probably what I meant to try to say, but apparently my mind <laughs> blanked out. I've had a long day. You can ask Ricky. But, <laughs> but um... Yeah, guys, what do you think? Do you think GameStop's going to survive this? Do you think they're going to buy and liquidate? Do you think they're going to buy and expand? Do you think what? What do you think? Because we are in that like very critical mass point, in my opinion, where any little thing can pretty much make sure that GameStop goes away. Period. Well, what were the companies that are planning on buying it? Do you know? Yeah, it was listed here, and I was trying to look for it because apparently I accidentally deleted them. <laughs> They're oh, private no. equity companies. Um, here, keep ta keep talking, and I'll tell you as I'm looking. Oh, I mean, never mind. Here we go. Uh, Tiger Management <laughs> is one of the ones uh, that they're looking at, and Sycamore Partners is the other one. Oh, I have no clue who either of those people are. <laughs> I mean, they're probably just going to be more of investors than anything. Um, but, I mean, I can't find it right now. I was actually trying to look for it. But today I was listening uh, to a show 
and basically they found statistics where 66% of gamers actually still prefer to buy physical copies versus um, digital uh, copies of the games. Now, some of the things that they were saying was that basically the average person that buys any digital content basically plays the game a lot longer. On average, I think it was between six to seven hours um, more than an actual person that buys a physical copy. But the persons that actually buy the physical copy tend to spend more money on the game uh, with, of course, all the DLCs and any kind of collectible uh, things that actually happen with the game and things like that. Um, I was trying to look for it to give you more detailed numbers, but I can't find it at this time. But, I mean, I don't know. I think there's still a pretty good market for people that love physical games. Um, but, again, we'll see what happens in the future. I think GameStop... Like, looking from an investor point, GameStop is a really, like, good idea that's being poorly executed in recent times. So to be an investor, to buy something like that and maybe want to push for it to become even more of what it could be, you know, that might be a good thing for us. I don't think someone's going to buy GameStop just to liquidate them because that would be stupid. <laughs> the video game industry is a multi-billion dollar <laughs> industry to want to sell a company and just be done with it. There's so much profit to be made there. I guess. I don't know. I just go back to the thoughts of Xbox One was really trying to push the digital market when they came out. Um, PlayStation, not as much, but they're definitely trying to push that. I am of the people that still likes physical copies. But with the rise of Amazon and all of the mail subscription type services, it's one of those where I would not be surprised for a company to go in, liquidate, and drown them out. And to be honest with you, it wouldn't surprise me if, for example, a shell company that later on turns out to belong to some sort of giant corporate name in the video game space were to do just that for two reasons. One, we've discussed multiple times how video games get more expensive to make, but the price hasn't gone up, which is part of the loot boxes and everything that's come out. That's where that kind of stems from. If you were to get rid of the physical copies of media, or at least limit it substantially, you could potentially bring down the price of games because you're not spending that much money stamping CDs or DVDs or whatever, and making boxes and things of that nature. Because just the disc and the box are at least you know $10 worth of material that you're being charged for that isn't necessarily needed. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I can kind of see something like that playing out. One of the companies that they mentioned was kind of looking into it has been buying more and more stock. And it almost seems like they're trying to do, like, the sneaky thing, the underhanded thing, and, and do, like, a hostile takeover where they just kind of buy out the entire board. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. We'll we'll see what ends up happening. It's something that um, 
I'm both interested and a little concerned about. But I think it would ultimately probably be for the best. Because I'm kind of... I don't know, there's just so much negative press about GameStop, and there's a lot of things that I've learned, both from you, Brian, working there, and other friends that have had worked there, and I just, I don't know, I kind of feel like the company has done shady business, and to some extent, they kind of deserve it, so, I don't know, but, again, I really want that copy, you know what I mean, I really want to be able to put that game on my shelf, so, I don't know, I'm, I'm still torn in the middle, man, so... Any anything else on that topic before we move on? Not on my end. Brian, I want more steel books? <laughs> yeah, that would be kind of cool. You know what? They should just stop the whole like loot boxes altogether and start selling steel books. Because I know some you would not be the only one to buy them. You can buy some of the older ones from like Amazon, <laughs> the company that actually makes them sells them on there. Oh, that's pretty cool. I may have to do a little uh, looking in there. So, moving on, we're going to do something we haven't done in a little bit because of E3 coming up when we have too many news to put it in. But this time we actually have a little bit of time, so we're going to go ahead and put it in. We have a parenting discussion topic for today, and it actually comes from our newest member, Ricky. So, Ricky, for the discussion topic, the importance of money in parenting, What what is this topic about? Tell us. So... Basically, I had uh, two weekends ago, I had my niece basically spend the night over. And uh, my oldest niece actually came up to me and told me, it's like, Uncle, Zoe is so lucky that she has a daddy that's here with her. And basically what she was meaning by it is because her dad is currently overseas, um, not in the military, just doing... uh, civilian work as a contractor overseas um and basically by doing that obviously uh due to the things that you can do with that you you get money you know you you get paid a good uh salary for doing that kind of stuff so it actually started making me think i'm like exactly how important is money compared to actually spend time with your kids because if you if you really want to do something like that for example in that case um you're basically being away from your kids this whole entire time you know so you're missing all of those fun stages you know uh learning how to walk at least for in my perspective i have a 15 month old now um, so I would have missed her first steps. I would have missed her first words. I would have missed a lot of um, things, you know, getting those little motor skills, learning, you know, how to put things together, like seeing them basically grow up and become their, you know, have their own. Uh, I have the word skips in my mind right now, but per, per their own little personalities, you know, yeah. you, you get to miss all those critical not really critical but at least all those special moments you know trying to create memories with them so to me at times i really do things like is it really important to have money yes you know you need money to survive and all that stuff but can you truly put that over your kid i mean i guess it really boils down to financial situation is the financial situation that you're in bad enough that you have to sacrifice your family 
in order to support your family. And I can say that in a pinch, if I had to, yeah, I, I would I would definitely sacrifice seeing my family in order to make sure that they're provided for and in order to make sure that they are fed and safe and everything. However, if it's something that, you know, like if it isn't directly needed or anything, like I don't think I could be away from my family that long. You know what I mean? It's It's definitely one of those cases where being away from them would like hell my my wife and kid go out to shop and if they take too long i'm like where are you what's going on what's you know what i mean it, it it's one of those cases where because i miss them i know recently for example brian his wife went out on i know it's not called deployment i forget what it's called underway there you go she went underway and I know he was miserable. Like, at first he was like, sweet, I got time to myself. And then, like, after, like, 24 hours, he's like, bro, man, this sucks. So, like, you know, I, I think that'd be too much. But I don't know, man. It's it's a difficult thing. Like, I understand it from a military standpoint. That makes perfect sense to me. And oh, that right. is a sacrifice that's just, like, holy hell for everybody who's done it is is much more braver and much much more, like, I don't even know how to put it, but realistically, like I, I, it's just something I personally would not be able to do. What about you, Brian? I mean, you, you were in the military, so your perspective has to be. Your perspective is all sorts of weird, and to some extent, I think. Oh, weird! Thanks. Well, <laughs> not not weird in a bad way, but weird in the like, because you're coming from two places. Like, for example, I'm coming to you as a parent. Period. That's it. I'm coming to you as. A man who makes a, dis- a decent living, w- married to a wife who makes a decent living, who have their own house, have our own vehicles, we're good. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm not like oh my god. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't feel that need. Um, I'm lucky enough to be able to see my family every day, even if it sometimes it's for like a short amount of time because of how early I wake up and stuff. But you, for example, you haven't been in the military. I feel, I personally feel, and please correct me if I'm wrong, because chances are I am, because I'm not you. But looking at it from not just a parent, but also looking at it from the point, viewpoint of a soldier, and then at the same time, because you worked with civilian private contractors where you were stationed, maybe even from that point of view. You know, I think for me. Uh... There's there's a lot of factors that really add into it. If you're just working for money just to have money, you, you know, like like just slaving away and ignoring your family, that's one thing, and then that's you know obviously wrong. But I think it's different if you're doing it to support your family in a way that you know you know enhances their lives. I think it's all about enhancing the life of your kids and your your significant other. Uh, so if like for instance like you know, Maria, she's going to be deployed in November. And, you know, she right now she's the sole person bringing in money. I mean, I get a little bit from, uh, you know, from the VA, from my own issues, but it's it's not, like, enough to support our family. So she's the main breadwinner, and the fact that she's leaving in November for, you know, X amount of months, it sucks. And the kids, right now, the kids will not understand it. You know, Nolan and Killian are both four and one year old, and by the time she gets back, they'll be five and two. But they will not understand it, and I have no illusion that they're going to understand why mommy's gone for such a long time. However, 
in the future, once they grow to see, you know, what she's done for them, they will understand. And that's the thing is that kids, kids in, in your family, in general, are a lot smarter than people give them credit for. If you're doing this, if you're working these at long hours or pushing to make their lives better, they'll come to understand that. It might take time, especially if that's what you're if doing it for. It's a gift, you know, like I find this is like a, the work that people do for their families is more like a gift to your kids to provide a better life for them. Because I think that's the goal of most parents, hopefully all of them, but, you know, not everybody's the same, is to give their kids a better life than you yourself had before, you know. So if you're giving them that gift, they're going to come to understand and love that. So the sacrifice is, depending on how much you do and what you do it for, is a good thing, you know. In order okay. to make money. I agree with everything. Yeah, it's one of those where, <clears throat> and you see, and, and that's kind of why, <clears throat> sorry, I'm not going to lie, I'm, I'm both a little, I'm a little ch- choked up because of what you were telling me. Um, or what you were saying with Maria leaving and not coming back to the boys or a certain age and stuff, then that's going to be hard. But, you know, she's, she's not doing it just to go get rich. You know what I mean? She's not doing it just for the fun of it or to get away. She's doing it not just to protect her family and you didn't do it just to protect, you know, yourself or just to get, make money. You guys did it to protect our values, our freedoms, and your families, and my family, and all this. You know what I mean? So it makes perfect sense in that regard. I think it's just one of those where it's really sad and it sucks for not only when kids don't understand, but parents who don't really care. You know what I mean? And that that is that's the sad reality of the world that we live in is that that can be a thing. You know? And and that's that's like uh what it boils down to is if you're just going to make money to make money like you just want more money just on your own even if you didn't have a family that process is bound to fail i mean look at all the people that you know have all the millions of dollars and their addictions to drugs and alcohol and suicide and you know like they're they're miserable cuz they don't have that meaning to what they're doing versus like you know, I, you know, someone who I admire, Grant Cardone, who's a big time business dude. He's he's on his way to be a billionaire if he isn't there already, but he's doing it to make the life of his kids and his family better <laughs> and the world better to to an extent. So, you know, like he's fulfilled, he's happy, and his parents, his his for his parents, his wife and kids are happier for it too. No, yeah, correct, and and. In on that same topic, you know, I'm not saying I'm not condemning, of course, anybody that you know that choosing money over kids, you know, it's it's bad. Everybody has their own decisions they have to make. Everybody has their own lifestyle that they have to support, you know, depending on your needs. Um, it's I don't know. It's just at times, you know, yes, if you're if you if you're stable and it's truly not needed but you just want it just because you're just obsessed with it. At the end of the day, money comes and goes. 
you know, your family, your kids, you know, your friends, depending on how, you know, how you value them and things like that, that's only going to be once in your life experience that you're going to have, you know. So my my advice is truly think um, if about your actions. If, if it's something that you truly need, hey, by all means, go handle your business, do what you have to do, provide for your family. You know, it, we're not saying that it's bad. But if if you're comfortable, you know, if you're living, hey, enjoy life. Don't overstress. Don't sacrifice your family if you truly do not need to. But, I mean, again, everybody's different with their own unique situation. So, yeah. Well, that was actually pretty nice. I, I, I enjoyed that topic. We haven't done a parenting topic in at least a month. So I appreciate you bringing that to the table. It also helps listeners get to know you a little more since every episode we have you on, it's more about video game. We've had you on in the past has been more about video games while Brian and I are, are getting our tissues and stuff. <laughs> I mean, I'm heartless, so I don't cry for anything. Yeah. Look, Kingdom Hearts is not out yet. Stop calling yourself heartless. Okay? <laughs> so everybody so. knows now that, that Ricky's just a big cuddly teddy bear. Oh me? Hell yeah. I'm a cancer. Definitely. Part of oh God! No, you get out of here with that that constellational <laughs> crap. <laughs> All yeah, right, so I am a very loving, cuddly person because I am uh, nice and chubby. Uh, my kids love laying on long. me. Hey, I'll still be chubby at heart. Five hundred, yeah, five hundred calories a day. Eventually, you won't be cuddly. <laughs> be skin and bones. Nah, I won't let it go that far. But hey. No, I don't think my wife will even let me go that far. Probably not. She's, she says she doesn't like eating bones. She likes a little meat. Oh, with her food. Anyways, <laughs> with that, let's move on. That was great. So that basically does it, and that brings us to the end of the show. However, for anybody who's a new listener and listeners old alike, as you know, toward the end of the show, we give you guys what we call a parenting cheat code of the week. Now, Ricky being our newest member, this one was written by Ricky as well. So this week's cheat code is rating systems are more than just suggestions. So, Ricky, once again, please explain. <laughs> so uh, actually earlier this week, uh, no, earlier last week, um, I was playing uh, Fallout. And randomly, my daughter actually just walks up to my wife and she actually tells her, hey, mommy. Daddy should not be playing that game. So my wife asks her, you know, why? what game is he playing and why shouldn't he be playing it? And she actually tells him, well, he's shooting at people and that's not nice and he's killing people and that's not a good thing. <laughs> so I guess now I got to start uh, truly thinking about my surroundings and what kind of video games I'm actually now starting to play around my kids and things like that because my daughter's getting to that age to where she's now actually understanding a lot more of what's going on and what she's actually seeing and knowing what basically getting to that stage where knowing what's good and bad. So, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> so Brian, please watch out what kind of games you play around your kids <laughs> if you're that kind of uh, player. Brian, I feel like you have a similar story that happened not too long ago. I could be wrong. And I don't remember what what that was what that was. However, I was trying to tell Ricky that if you played Monster Hunter, none of that would have happened. 
monster hunting monsters. Brian, stop pushing Monster Hunter on everybody, man. <laughs> never. <laughs> I will never stop. Jesus Can't Christ. Stop, won't stop. <clears throat> no means no, Brian. <laughs> I bought you the game, you bastard. <laughs> I know. That's I basically sorry. provided for you. All you had to do was put the freaking thing in. Yeah, I know. It's just so much work. <laughs> Whatever. You're playing what? Fallout. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. All right, just for that, I promise you I will play Monster Hunter this weekend. We'll see. Just <laughs> yeah, I've heard that before. <laughs> Just two hours this weekend. Just two hours. <laughs> yeah, <straight>. see? <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, so thank you for the cheat code, Ricky. It it really should be something because I know that I am also starting to do that because even the baby, JC, he's already responding to things. And if something is scary, he's running and hiding. If something is, you know what I mean? So definitely something, yeah. They're, they're not just suggestions. They're something we should probably stick to a little more. <clears throat> All right, guys. That basically does it for this week. So before we leave, is there anything that any of you guys want to plug? Ricky? No. Nope, uh, just like always, if you want to get in contact with me or anything, you can always find me at Twitter, at GamingDad. I mean, Jesus Christ. Look at me. <laughs> always trying to promote you guys. You're, you're trying, you guys. Get you're one of us now. I know, you're right? One of us. No, you can uh, definitely find me oh, at PiggyGamerDad. Nice. All right, Brian, anything you'd like to plug? Uh, yeah. Wednesday night, or excuse me, tonight, because we're releasing record. Damn it. Tonight, uh, I'm going to be running some Monster Hunter. So if anybody has, like, if you're missing a gem or if we're trying to run Colter off or anything like that, feel free to join me on the Gamey Dad 101 squad. Sweet. And we'll uh, go do stuff. Actually, before also, before even that, hold on. Before you go, Ricky, let's go ahead and not just join him there on the squad. Go check it out on Facebook, too. Find him. Let him know, hey, Brian, I'd like to join you. Absolutely. What were you going to say, Ricky? One last thing. Happy belated Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Yep, happy belated Father's Day because we forgot to do Father's Day on the episode just like we forgot to do Mother's Day. On the, so here's what I have to say to the mothers, to the lovely mothers that listen. I told you I have a terrible memory when it comes to holidays. And the only reason we posted something on the Facebook group is because my kids told me Happy Father's Day. And I was like, oh, crap. I got I to gotta go into the Facebook group and post something. So at least, if nothing else, I'm consistent about forgetting holidays. <laughs> And there you go. So with that said, thank you, everybody, for joining us on episode 35. Remember to join us each and every single Wednesday on podcast services everywhere. Make sure to subscribe and rate us. Uh, If you subscribe, everything goes to your device as soon as it's posted. You don't even have to look for it. So rather than going to our website or rather than going to um, SoundCloud, just go ahead into your favorite podcast app. If you have an Android, there's one built in for the Google Play Store. And if you have Apple, you have Apple Podcasts, subscribe there because they come right to you. You don't even have to look for it. And then remember that for each, for this and other shows, to go check us out at geekandcast.com and to subscribe to our Twitter at geekandcast. You can hang out with me at VizkaZen on Twitter. You can check out Brian at GamingDadBrian. And you can check out Ricky on Twitter as well at PickyGamerDad. Thank you once again, guys, for joining us this week. We will see you next Wednesday. Toodles! Toodles!